Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. I'm Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we are in the Wombat Den studio. We have our week three recap. Yeah, it's week three. Week three, yeah. And the Wombat Den is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. Rotor Epoxy, they are the premier epoxy company in Iowa, in the Midwest, just wherever. Those guys, they get it done. Uh, We have a new location so we always say your garage the concrete floor was, unfinished basement no i saw you pull it up I, I, okay i was just gonna say so <laughs> phil where else can you get some epoxy done yeah dude uh, epoxy and epoxy flakes is also great for mud rooms and entryways as well which is one we always overlooked every single time <laughs> that's 100 true like you got that mud room you're outside especially like think after a rugby match uh, this weekend, I know Des Moines had a match in Des Moines where it, it was a downpour. Yeah, it rained. It a was lot. <laughs> it was disgusting. I mean, if you watch the Iowa, Iowa State football game, disgusting. And you come <laughs> home, you're covered in mud. Your your socks are covered in mud. You're all wet. Uh, you you know your wife or girlfriend, whoever's like, take off all your clothes the minute you get through the door. Not because they want to jump your <laughs> not bones. Not a good way. <laughs> no, not a good way. Because if you get any mud on the carpet or on the couch. You're you're done. No no Sunday football for you. <laughs> then you're like, oh, I have to clean the mud room. Well, guess what? If it's epoxy, that's going to be easy it's to clean. Easy cleaner. Easy. Um, also, go back go back again. Yeah. Uh, scroll some more. I think they had another one too. Recently? Yeah. Keep going. Uh, keep going. No, these are from a little bit ago. No, keep Probably. going up. Up. Yeah. Like the most recent. That was the most recent. No. Oh, that's a ooh, yeah. There's a newer one. Too. That's what I was thinking. Oh, so shit. not only the mudroom, Rotor Epoxy just epoxied an office space for a company. So that's pretty awesome too. Uh, that explained those snaps too from Rotor. He sent me videos of uh, them uh, like doing the finishing touches of them like cleaning it and stuff like that, like squeezing the floors. <laughs> yeah, like, well, nice. that's a, it's a really weird looking mudroom. It looks like an office. <laughs> that's why, like when you said mudroom, I'm like. No, it's an office. What do you? No, they did both. Ah. <laughs> so we got three more rooms to talk about then. Yeah, we and we burned through them all <laughs> right now. Oh. Yeah, and so like I said, uh, we are going to recap all the action week three. Uh, a lot of men's league things happening. Uh, we have a couple of college things happening. Mm-hmm. High school hasn't started yet, so it's funny. It's like the senior sides; they're in the full swing of things. Yeah, college. We're just in that preseason. Things yeah. are starting to heat up a little bit. Some teams have already played a couple of matches, and then we got a few Iowa schools that haven't played yeah. any yet. So Yeah, and then you have high school that doesn't start until September 26th. So let's go ahead, and you know, we're going to break it down. We're going to look at all the action. Uh, a little, you know, reminder. Phil and I, we're on the Wombats. We're with our team. We do our very best to quickly get that information of 
scores. We, we think this podcast, the big reason why we wanted to have it was not only to share the stories of who makes the sport, what makes the sport grow, the interesting characters you meet, but also in season, we really want to make it easier, a one-stop shop for, hey, what happened in this game? Where can I find the score? So It's so hard to find the scores. We want to be the place where you can find those scores quickly, easily, and get a little context to them because a lot of times um, just a Facebook post or the Midwest Union just updating scores doesn't yeah. tell you the full story. So if – and so, again, we pull most of our stuff off of Facebook. We send messages out to people, but we don't always hear back uh, quick enough. If you have, you know, a narrative, a story – something really cool happened in your match or not cool. If someone balled out, if something happened of note and you want it to be shared across, you know, dozens and dozens of people, maybe even hundreds, <laughs> maybe, maybe even into the hundreds. Um, we've hit that a few times. Yeah. Um, if you want that shared, send us a message, you know, either to the B-Side Boys account or to our personal accounts. Mm-hmm. We want to share the cool stuff that's happening. It's not like we want to, only talk about wombats or you and I rugby. We want to talk about everyone. If there's cool shit happening, we want to share it. Yeah, we greatly appreciate if you send any of that stuff our way. It's always fun to talk about getting other people's perspective on, you know, other matches, especially ones that we couldn't be there for. Yeah, and we know you don't just want to hear from us <laughs> about us. As I listen back to the podcast with Chuck, because I didn't really remember the second half, I'm just yeah. like... Man, we have Chuck on, but boy, am I talking a lot about myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we did get a little drunk, just a little. Yeah, I was feeling pretty rough the next day. I know, and it's funny. Like we rotate. You have a sugar-free squirt, and I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> like every week, it changes. But I think we should start breaking down some of the yeah, games. I think you so. know. All right, so here we go. Division One men's. Palmer, they were on a bye. So kind of a rough start for Palmer so far. They're 0-2. They go into week three with a bye. Some other interesting scores that happened in D1 on this weekend. Um, Chicago Griffins, 56. Cincinnati Wolfhounds, 36. Chicago Lions, they win a close one, 36-29 over Detroit. Oh, wow. Yeah, Detroit. I mean, they've been... Yeah, they're always good, though. Dude, they've been killing it. And so... Uh, the Chicago Lions, we know they're a favorite. Detroit, though, they're right there. I mean, it was in Chicago. Could we see a different outcome in Detroit? We'll find out. Yeah. I don't know if they play. <laughs> well, in a few weeks, aren't they playing a, like a round-robin type deal? Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's east and west. west yeah, 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 yeah. So they they should. Then we had the Cleveland Crusaders lose a close one to the Pittsburgh Forge, 42-34. Kansas City Blues, they took care of business, 40-5 to over Wisconsin. Oh, wow. And then St. Louis Bombers defeat Metropolis 32-17. Really? Yeah. Huh. St. Louis, they're, they're kind of on a roll, too. Up, yeah. Yeah. Wow. i kind of surprised about, you know, Wisconsin. I thought they would do a little better. Yeah. I kind of thought, you know, there was just... I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for Wisconsin because yeah. that's... We always play clubs from Wisconsin, from college to senior side, so... Uh, it's it's interesting, but again, they are recently in D1. Mm-hmm. They're still finding their footing. And again, one of the best facilities oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Probably the best in the Midwest, honestly. Oh, yeah. Then we move into the Palmer women. Uh, D1 women. So the Palmer women, they went to the Metropolis Valkyries. 
Metro, they won 56-0. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Traveling, uh, it's just... That's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty far drive, though, from Palmer, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... You're looking at it over a couple hours, three hours, four hours. Man, I thought yes, I thought it was like five, maybe, but I don't know. It's it's a tough one though. Not often I drive, um, you know, from Davenport to Minneapolis. No, but I'm guessing I'm guessing it's not the most fun drive. No. Um, Yeah. So some other scores we had in the D1 and D2 women's Columbus women. uh, They beat Buffalo fourteen twelve. Pittsburgh. Defeats Cincinnati 29-25. Those are two really close matches. Oh, yeah. Chicago Lions thump the Chicago women's rugby uh, 64-8. And then Milwaukee beats Wisconsin 25-24. That is, that's kind of insane how like close the women's matches were. So really good to see some parity there, some close matches. You don't want to only see blowouts. Yeah. So now let's get into the Division Two action. Bremer County Bucks, kind of like Palmer, start off 0-2. Kind of a good time to have a bye. Regroup yeah. the boys, come up with a new plan, see where you're at. You got six matches left in the season. So Bremer, they were resting this weekend, um, putting together a new plan to move forward. Then we had Des Moines had their first home match. They hosted the Eastside Banshees. Eastside wins 27-17. That's a tough one. Tough one. In the rain. Really muddy match. Uh, Started off slow. Des Moines was down 24-10 at halftime. I I saw that, yeah. So they really rallied back, huh? Yeah. They didn't really give up at what? There was just a late penalty kick, right? Is that what I saw? Yeah. So, I mean, in the first half, they're down 24-10. The second half, Des Moines, 7-3. Yeah. I mean, granted, the rain really picked up. And it got nastier and nastier. So I'm sure that that slowed everybody down. Um, uh, you know, little look ahead. Maybe my dog of the week is uh, from this match. Just Ooh. a little sneak peek. Interesting. Um, interesting. Some some new lineup adjustments that Des Moines made. So look yeah. like their pack. You know, they're they've been moving guys around a lot. Um, East Side's a tough team. I'm sure that was a really good match. And then Des Moines gets to play them again up in Minnesota. Yeah, I, I could maybe see things going maybe a little bit differently for them because it seems like Des Moines travels well. And like you said, they kind of mess around with their lineup a little bit and, you know, working some kinks out possibly. Because I saw they had Randall's at – or not at fullback. They had him at center this time. And they yeah, put normally, Sunday at fullback. Yeah, they they uh, they switched Randall's, who's normally fullback, with Sun, Sunday, who is uh, normally out center. Yeah, and they didn't have JK because his knee was – bothering him so hopefully they get him back because he's a force at flanker for him so right and that's just another workhorse he's yeah. he's a workhorse and sounds like his knee was tweaked so hopefully we see him back soon yeah so unfortunately he's not the man of the match not this time andrew harada was their man of the match sounds like you know in the pack he uh uh he put work in you know yeah. and in a muddy game like that you have to yeah of course it really comes down to that so um good for him though i'm happy for out he's a good dude Good guy. Good guy. Great guy. <laughs> Phil Shateshka approved. <laughs> so some other scores in the D2. I think this is interesting. Uh, if you look at in the Northern Division, there's only one other match. Uh, Metro D2 hosted St. Paul Jazz Pigs. Jazz Pigs. God, that name. 
Oh, it's a great it. name. It is awesome. I but love it. If you're going to be, I mean, as the Wombats, if you're a rugby team, have a different name, you know, go mm. wild. Like you can be whatever you want to be. Um, why not go crazy? Yeah. I, I, I like it. it. Oh, so they won 61 to five. Oh, nice. Jazz pigs uh, whooped up on them. So uh, some other matches of note, Lincoln Park went to Milwaukee Barbarians. Uh, Lincoln Park won 32-29. So that's a close one. Then we had Southside Irish went to Fox Valley, the Maoris, uh, 58-8 in favor of the Southside Irish. So Fox Valley, they just bumped up. You know, that's tough to find your footing Mm -hmm. at a higher level. Uh, Fox Valley, we played against them at D3 with Bremer multiple times. Um, It's tough making that jump. Yeah, I mean, like last year they were in playoffs for D three as well, weren't they? Yep, that's yeah. why they that's why they bumped so that's up. That's why they bumped up. Okay, exactly. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, uh, some other ones: Green Bay Celtics uh, beat up on Milwaukee fifty four seventeen. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really only looking at the West. Who cares about the East? Not going to see them till way later. And then the Des Moines women went over to Quad, Quad City, Cities. Yeah. For they call it like like festival friendly style because isn't the whole women's schedule deal isn't it like what they call it again on the schedule because festival it is a festival on the schedule okay Mm -hmm. that's that's interesting yeah we haven't heard back on that one so again it's not like they're not playing for league points they're not playing Mm -hmm. for playoffs it's just essentially get people interested in rugby just make rugby matches happen. Create a positive experience so more people come back. Create an experience where fans are like, hey, I want to play. Like, if you yeah. can play, I can play. Uh, basically, just make sure rugby's happening because I think the biggest problem is, and we've seen it in Des Moines with Omaha as well, is like the Omaha women's team and Des Moines women's team, they were very strong programs. Over time, less and less teams were able to be played against. Like, those teams disappeared. So then if games are getting canceled, people are like, well, I can find something else to do on a Saturday. Yeah. And even though that Des Moines and Omaha weren't forfeiting, other teams forfeiting hurt their clubs. So then Omaha and Des Moines women combined a couple years ago, and then they still had to drive three, four, five hours to find anybody to play more forfeits. Both of those teams just kind of like disappeared. And now, you know, Quad City Irish, they're popping up. I know Cedar Rapids has been working at some stuff. You know, Des Moines building back up. Northeast Iowa, I feel like they've been working. So with the, you know, emergence of our college programs getting better Mm -hmm. and the high school girls programs getting better, hopefully we see more and more teams. I know Casey Hansen talked about a few years ago, Cedar Valley. They've been trying to get a women's team. Would love to see it because, again, the less you have to drive, the more likely people are going to stick with it. And it really takes not even a village. It takes... (laughs) a community yeah. or a connection of villages, this network of villages. Um, yeah. So hopefully we get a score from that soon. Um, again, it was a, a friendly festival, so they probably weren't, they probably didn't yeah. even keep score. Probably not too crazy concerned about it, just as long as people are having fun and getting some playing time. Yeah. Some experience. Oh yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a big one. Uh, now, you know, we're going to move into, you know, this one, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to talk about a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a bummer of some news. Uh, Phil, talk. I'm, I'm just queuing up some, some music. All right, so I guess we're gonna dive into D3 men's league rugby. Uh, first match, or I guess it wouldn't really be first match, but Cedar Rapids had a bye this week, so they've had 
two matches in a row, two pretty tough fought matches for them, but you know, much deserved bye week. Get those boys some rest, and we'll be seeing them next week. That'll be fun. And the smile on your face. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That's why <laughs> you're like, I, I just like dropped that on you, like, Phil, you have to talk. I was waiting for to see which one you pull up this time. <laughs> it's just on my phone. <laughs> and it's funny because in the background, uh, so we're recording this on Sunday night. And the Buccaneers and Cowboys are playing, and it's halftime, and there's football highlights on TV being played, and like this music kind of matches up with it. it. Does. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though it's not ESPN on TV, it's the ESPN. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I took the Cardinals money line today. That was a bad one. move. Bad, bad move. move. <laughs> but I did take Jameis Winston plus one and a half throwing touchdowns. He got two. Oh, you know what we need to do? We need to have a segment of just real interesting sporting bets that you can make like you can come up with some parlays and something like that to have people do <laughs> okay people won't listen because I i'll listen to it i'll do it <laughs> i'll lose them money like disclaimer don't do these bets uh so yeah who'd you talk about cedar rapids, cedar rapids yeah yep, they're they, on the buy they had a buy uh and the cool thing i don't think you mentioned this part about it our home match next week against cedar rapids is in cedar falls yeah super site Super excited. I'd be way more excited about it if I could fucking go. Oh, look at me. Uh, my brother's getting married, and I've talked about it for the last 17 episodes. <laughs> I know. It's, bo- it's just bothering me. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm happy he's getting married and all, but I'm really sad that I'm going to miss this one because I really like Cedar Rapids, and I love going to Cedar Falls for any and every reason possible. So, Well, that was my big thing was I'm really big into connecting people and making rugby a very social thing, but also high competitive. And I wanted to help the referees out by creating yeah. a super site. Uh, we always talk about it, but like no one really takes the ball and runs with it. Um, and I was like, you know what? It sucks to lose a home match, but I think it would be really cool to partner with you and I. We have a, yeah. I posted that picture too. We have 11 guys oh, on the guys, Wombats yeah. who played for you and I. Mm-hmm. We get to go to Cedar Falls. We play the first match against Cedar Rapids. And then right after us, you and I has their first match of the season. Yeah. Not even their home opener, season opener against Loyola. Yeah. I mean, we get to cheer them on. Zeus is our referee. And then Zeus turns around and he coaches the match. Uh, we're going to be on the sideline cheering them on. Yeah. Funny story about Loyola. I told you this earlier, but I want other people to hear about it. So... Like, obviously, we went to you and I, and we used to play Loyola when we were in the Will Conference, which they reconfigured it again. It's the Great Midwest. Now. It's called the Great Midwest now. So we used to play Loyola, and when we played them last time, we were in Chicago. It was a pretty tough-fought match. We still ended up winning, and we went to the social afterwards. Those guys were a ton of fucking fun. And I just one of my uh, distinct memories from that social is they had all the uh, other, like, rugby groupie girls or whatever, like, they're at the uh, social and you know, they're all in reference to rugger huggers. And then all of a sudden they all take their lips and they fold them down. Kind of like when, you know, like how little Wayne used to have that smiley face tattoo. Yeah. On his yeah, lip. yeah. Lower lip. Yeah. The lower lip. And they fold their lower lips down. They all have RH tattooed on the inside of their lip for rugger hugger. And I really want to make all of our wombat ladies do something stupid like that. So two things with that. Three things. Number one. Three? Okay. Number one, that's funny. It is. Number two, how many of those girls who got a rugger hugger tattoo on the inside of their bottom lip are still with the rugger they were hugging? Dude, I I would love to know that. Probably not many. (laughs) Number three, do you think... 
people's wives and girlfriends <laughs> who aren't in college, who are now, you know, mother of two, mother of however many. We have a lot of moms on the team. You think they're all going to go together and be like, oh, let me get this tattoo on my bottom lip. <laughs> I think I think we would get like five of them to do it. Name them. Actually, okay. How about three? <laughs> Is Cheyenne one of I them? Bet I, could, I bet I could get Cheyenne to do it. You really think she I would? I bet if I paid for it, she would do it. I bet Annika would do it. Dee's girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Devin's wife would do it, but I don't really know Devin's wife. But knowing Devin, I could see him talking her into it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put the kibosh on. It's not happening in my house. I'm not even saying I'm telling Lex. No, she would fight you. Like she'd be like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." And you've said some pretty dumb stuff. Oh, I know. <laughs> there was something you said. We don't have to talk about that. On Saturday or at Pally's, Vic said something. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I can't share this story. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You. When what did like, I say? I'll tell you later. What do you think I was gonna say? I don't know. I'm curious now. What? I don't even know what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on. Okay. So <laughs> Cedar Rapids has the bye. The Wombats are gonna face Cedar Rapids in Cedar Falls before you and I take on Loyola. It's gonna be an awesome weekend that Phil won't get to be at. <laughs> so. The only match that took place in Division Three in Iowa this past weekend, we had Dubuque driving over to Davenport to face the Quad City Irish. This was Quad City's first match. You know, they've been they've been promoting the team. They've been getting new guys out. Uh, they got a little podcast of their own going. They got some things going on. Yeah. But we haven't seen them play 15s rugby yet. They did some stuff in the summer. They're very active. They're doing youth camps. We finally get to see him. Dubuque has been on a roll lately. Yeah. They've been getting new guys. Uh, you know, momentum is hot. Dubuque walks away, the winners, 53-21. Hmm. Instant reaction. A little surprised. I thought maybe the match would be a little bit closer, but I'm sure it was a hard-fought physical match because I've seen both of them play against each other, especially at All-Iowa, and that was a good physical match. So I can expect there was probably some good things out of it. The yeah. score does surprise me, but then you did say too, Dubuque hasn't played, or not Dubuque, Quad City hasn't really technically played any 15s matches yeah. since probably spring. So, like, this is their essentially season opener. I mean, I will say too, it's one of those things like when we played Northeast Iowa and we got hit in the mouth, mm-hmm. like for the first time, you're like, oh, we're, we're doing this. Rugby. <laughs> then when we were at Iowa City, it was like, all right, I, like, I'm, I'm ready to get punched in the mouth, yeah. you know? And so the fact that Dubuque has had two. League matches, mm-hmm. you know, or one of those was a forfeit, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but they did play 10, so they still they played. Right. So, having that game day atmosphere, there's something about, you know, waking up in the morning, doing your pregame routine, doing all the things that you do before a match, just getting your mind right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you go through that. Quad City, they're still finding their way. Um, that's got to be tough, like, and to yeah. keep people interested for... You know, hey, we're going to start playing rugby. Haven't played in three weeks. Yeah. You know, and they... I know that makes things tough. Yeah. And then, like you said, Dubuque's just been hot right now. They're, you know, they're playing well. They're, they're so hot right They're now. so hot right now. That Dubuque, they're so hot right now. <laughs> Zoolander. Yeah, I know. I know the <laughs> reference. Trust me. Well, I, other people didn't know. I, that movie's so good. It is. I love it. Sequel sucked. I know. That was disappointing. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny, too. Vince Vaughn is Ben Stiller's brother. In that he's one of the cool. Oh miners. yeah, he's on the cool miners. Isn't that funny. I like how they all kind of have the similar hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Dubuque, I think that's going to be a great matchup when we see them. Uh, last match of the season on October fifteenth in Dubuque. 
the way things are shaping up, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we still got two matches. There's only two undefeated teams in D3 right now, and it's the Wombats and it's the Riverboat Gamblers. Yep. And if things keep going the way they're going, could potentially be a, a de facto conference championship. Uh, but again, we still have Cedar Rapids and, and Quad City, Quad City to take care of. We have to go on the road for both. Uh, that'll be interesting. Yep. And yeah, it just sounds like, so I talked to Elliot Gall. He is, I think he's the president. He's the guy leading the Dubuque Riverboat oh, Gamblers. Nice. Okay. Um, that's how I got this information. Uh, he actually said too, he was a little nervous. They had five starters who were out for that match against really? Quad Cities between injuries and COVID and just kind of some different things. They said they had five brand new people step in who were normally backups or just kind of like new guys to the club. They stepped in, and not only did they step in, they stepped up. So depth, not an issue. Good for them. So, I mean, that's good to hear because on the negative side of this week, Wombats, we were supposed to host Clinton. You know, we talked to Taco. That's that's a team that, you know, in 2004, 2002. Yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. They won a national title. They were playoff contenders multiple times in a row and and they and they were known as just a team you never wanted to play because they would just beat the hell out of you yeah like you would and i remember when we played with bremer those first few years those were physical matches Mm -hmm. um clinton also is in an area that not heavily populated numbers are low things are a little tough clinton forfeited this weekend they weren't able to come down you know we're hoping to see these guys regroup Hopefully we see some some youth resurgence. We see some maybe college kids. And again, it's hard for me to say. I don't want to like sound arrogant or douchey. We are very lucky. We live in a metropolitan area. There's yeah. 300,000 people. We can pull from the suburbs. We can pull from the city. We can pull from small communities outside of the suburbs. You know, we got people coming from, from Boone. Boone. We got like three guys from Boone. Yeah. We got guys from Boone. We got guys from the suburbs. And we've yeah. got guys from the city. Yeah. You know, there's guys in Waukee. Southside. We got Norwalk. Clive, Norwalk, yeah. yeah. And then we got guys downtown Des Moines. Bondurant. Bondurant, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, we're we're all over the place. And so we're we're lucky, but also it was intentional too. I mean, Clinton, you, you really have to be intentional in these smaller communities. Yeah. We saw it with Algona, go for college, Jones County, we've heard about them, Blackhawk in Waterloo, uh, Storm Lake, the Albatross. Those clubs, I mean, it it takes a lot of work. And yeah. it probably sounds shitty coming from us, but I don't know. Yeah, get creative, you know. So hopefully we see those guys get creative, come up with some stuff. I, I was talking to Lex too, you know. There's got to be some bars that you could walk into, and there's got to be some guys who like former high school football guys still holding on to that dream. Yeah, I'm not saying that's what we're doing, kind of. <laughs> but you know, there is a moment like last week when I scored against Iowa City. I'm like, oh my god, I feel so cool. This was so cool, and it's right. like. No, not really. That was fun. It was fun. But there's got to be someone like just sitting at a local bar like, man. Who's just got to have some, you know, needs an outlet to maybe like get some of that aggression out yeah. or just needs to be a part of some form of community. You something know? bigger, something yeah. you can be a part of. What I was going to say was like someone's got to be sitting at a bar like, man, if I could just lace up those cleats one more time. Cool. Come play rugby. You know what I mean? But it's so hard to find those guys. It is. And it's so hard to convince them, like, oh, my knees, my body, time, kids, the money. T- the time and the time is always seems to be a pretty big like factor for most people, especially like 
having to give up, even though it's not really that much. I mean, you're only giving up essentially what, like eight Saturdays out of the like. Well, it's entire- how much you want to put into it. Yeah, you know, and and that's why too we practice once a week because we know time is the most valuable thing that we can mm-hmm. give someone. Like, hey, you're a part of it, but time's not the biggest thing. Um, yeah, and then the next one. This one was really confusing. Uh, Northeast Iowa hosted Iowa City. Do you want to explain that one? Because boy, were we confused. Yeah, because I had tried to get a little bit of intel from uh, Zeus, who was going to be starting this match. Hey, Zeus Ramirez, head coach of the University of Northern Iowa Panthers, also the disciplinary commissioner of the Iowa Rugby Union and referee for this match. Yeah. And your friend. Yeah. And (laughs) you're in a group chat with him. I am. Question, Um, did he send you a meme? uh, What day? I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago. (laughs) I mean, we send a lot of memes. I sent him one that I made to get you back. I can't remember what it was. So if it was actually funny, I probably made it. I don't. If it was something to make fun of me, then I don't think I ever got it. You'll have to show it to me later. Okay. But yeah, no, I messaged Zeus and uh, asked him, like, you know, how did the match go? And he's like, it was fun. And I'm like, okay, like, what was the score? 28-0. I'm like, huh, that's suspicious. And then, you know, we kind of did a little digging. So that's that's what I told you. Because you told me, you're like, oh, man, I, I told you, man. Like, they played this game. It was 28-0. I'm like... I don't like that score. That's yeah. not a real score. The only time you see 28-0 is on a forfeit. Yeah. I don't I don't believe it. And you're like, well, Zeus went up there. He actually did it. Yeah, it's a snap of the field. The field looked really nice. Like, Northeast Iowa did a good job because they had to put it on the edge of town where it's like yeah. the bluffs are kind of there. There's like a hiking trail that's, that goes be- up it. It's beautiful. really cool. Yeah, but apparently it, yeah, it, was a, it turned into a forfeit. Iowa City just didn't have enough guys. And you look at it too, like Iowa City was hosting – or not Iowa City, but – Iowa was hosting Iowa State, you know, for football, first time in four years, hosting the Iowa State game. So I'm wondering if they had some guys that were like, I'm going to the game. And I know they had some injuries because when they played us, they had a handful of guys that were hurt. They had 16 guys when we played in Iowa City. Yeah. Now this time they were going to Decorah on the Iowa State game in Iowa City. And Barstool was in town. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it still sounded like they at least got a chance to do some sevens. So, you know, had some fun. All right. So hopefully Iowa City, they can get back to it. You know, they really promising summer. So kind of a bummer. I know they deal with a lot of things that other clubs don't have to deal with, like a, you know, big time college program people care about. Um, I bet that was a big deterrent. Like we haven't heard anything from them, but it's probably safe to assume that probably didn't help. Yeah. And driving to, I mean, travel is a part of the game. Um, you know, so next week, Iowa City actually has a bye. So hopefully, again, we need to rename the buys to like regrouping. Like, hopefully, they regroup, <laughs> they get it back together because they got some, they got some great players and great people. You just hate to see like, you know, you can't play because you didn't get to fifteen. It's like because there are a solid core group of guys that make that team run, and they pushed us to our limit the week before. So I was really excited to see them play Northeast Iowa. And they even said too, they told us like, yeah, I think we're going to play that game at like 10 AM. So we can get back to Iowa city for the Iowa, Iowa state football game. And it's like, oof, Yeah. Like they already were like planning, you know what I mean? Like when did the schedule come out for football? Like for the Iowa, Iowa state game, do they have that in years in advance for non-conference? Yeah. Yeah. Man, if they if they're hosting again this year, they should maybe look into like requesting a bye week for that week. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's that's on them to do it. You know, yeah. the union's not going to do that for you. You got to do that. And so, um, but who knows? They have a bye next week. Maybe their club has something even bigger than the Iowa State football game. I don't know. Um, not weddings. I'm, yeah, I'm not their dad. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So then also Clinton, um, they are going to host Quad City next week. So I heard a rumor that, you know, they're, they're going to put that effort to host uh, Quad City would love to see that match get played. Uh, hopefully, you know, no burden of travel. Hopefully, a match can get played. I th- yeah, I have high hopes for that. I mean, you know, hosting a match, they should be able to, I think, get 15 guys out to the field yeah. to play in that. And that's that's how you build. That's how you mm-hmm. build. Get the community excited. Get people out there. Get young people to see it. Um, and they host some great socials there, too. Oh, Clint fantastic. does a great job. They have an awesome little clubhouse, too. The clubhouse is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Uh, they are, it's by that middle school, right? Yeah. They say they have their own field, like in the middle of town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could be driving by now. Oh, there's a rug. Like, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I just really pulling for those guys. Then, like we said, Cedar Rapids is supposed to go to West Des Moines Wombats, but that match is going to be played at a neutral site, not the Superdome, but behind the UNI dome. Makes me sad to not say that at the hostile hilltop, but I really like the new location for them. New location, way better great. exposure, way better exposure. So the hostile, the hostile hilltop, hostile, hostile, Ho- hostile. It? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Why am I? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I have two kids. I don't sleep. So, anyways, the old field at you and I, you know, blood makes the grass grow. Then <clears throat> that was on there. I remember. Used to be a. About a mile, no, not a mile, probably a half mile behind the yeah, Uni Dome. It was probably close to a mile. Yeah, so it was it was a little bit off. Like uh, you had to turn off 27th Street and you had to go down a ways and you were in the middle of a cornfield. Boom, there's the pitch. It was awesome because you were far enough away from, you know, anybody from you and I who actually like would check on it or give a shit. You're kind of left to your own. Like you had this whole space you could be weren't supposed to be drinking out there, but no one came and checked. Like it was a great atmosphere. You had your own little place. Problem was there was no foot traffic. No one was going to check it out. Like it was so hard to be like, Oh, you guys should come out. And they're like, Oh, we already were drinking. I'm not driving. Like I can't, I'm not going to make it there. Yeah. So now you and I's new home field is like the intramural fields, football practice field area. It's right behind the dome. Yeah. And I mean, they'll have matches during tailgating for you and I football games, people are going to see, people are going to see and come over. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie, Phil, you want to know why I joined rugby partially too. I went to one you and I football tailgate. And I remember being a kid, I'd go up to Ames, I'd go to Iowa city and be like, Oh, tailgating is awesome. College mm-hmm. is so cool. I went to one you and I tailgate. It was the least amount of fun I've ever had drinking in a parking lot. <laughs> i I feel like that's an over-exaggeration, but I also kind of believe you at the same time. But, I mean, I've been to the homecoming ones. Those are fun. Uh, And this was the first game of the year. There's just no energy. Like, it just, I don't know. I was expecting, like, the pomp and circumstances of, like, you know, Kenick. Yeah, you're comparing, you know, to major D1. Power 5, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I know. Like, it's just in your head, it's like, this is college. And then it was just like, also, too, as a freshman, I was, you know, whatever. And I'm just kind of like hanging out back of a pickup truck like this is it. And it just 
Yeah. And then I just remember being in the dorms later that week and someone's just like, Grant Stefan, come play rugby. Cool. Two days later, I'm in Columbia, Missouri. Like rugby, you know? So yeah. hopefully the same thing happens for you and I rugby where there's guys who they're at a tailgate and they're like, yeah, I wish I was doing more. They see the rugby happening. Well, I'm going to carry my beer over here and I'm going to watch this. Those dudes are kicking ass. Can I join your team? Yeah, show up on Tuesday. That's cool. Yeah. And right. we get to be there. Except for you. <laughs> I don't like how you keep bringing that up. I know. I'm doing that on purpose. <laughs> it hurts. And then I am going to dub this the match of the week. You ready for this? Ooh. Dubuque travels to Decorah to take on the Northeast Iowa Barbarians. Wow. Northeast Iowa gets two matches of the weeks. All right. Yeah, that stinks that <laughs> the match of the week be, was a forfeit last week. Whatever. Um, don't forfeit this week, anybody. Please. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a tough thing to talk about, too. Like, yeah. okay, I want to talk about this, then we'll get into forfeits. This match, Dubuque's on fire. Northeast Iowa's a great team, and I think Northeast Iowa has a lot of great pieces. If the Wombats played Northeast Iowa and Decorah, I'm not saying we would have lost. I'm just saying the outcome would have been different. I think it would have been closer. Yeah. Um, travel is huge. And Dubuque going to Northeast Iowa, I I mean, obviously, Dubuque's undefeated. Northeast Iowa only has one loss on the field. They forfeited a match, too, mm-hmm. so they do have two losses. Um, but, again, that's because we beat them up so bad. <laughs> yeah. They were injured and they couldn't travel. No, that sounds stupid. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not going yeah, to. It's I more know. work. But, anyways, um, that, the Northeast Iowa in Decorah is a tough, yeah. tough team. That's gonna, tough. That's going to be Dubuque's hardest test so far, I believe. I would agree with that 100% because Decorah does play really well at home. It is way up in that corner. It's a long ways to travel for a lot of teams. I mean, and a lot of those guys, too, you know, have other life issues, not issues, I guess, but have other things going on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, this like, guy's going well, through a divorce. I mean, like, <laughs> what does that mean? I feel like a lot of those guys are like farmers and stuff like that, you know, they're busy, you know, it's hard for them to get out of the area on the weekends. So home matches tend to work a little bit better for them. Yeah. That's just the way you said it. Like, I know. I, yeah. that's, I was trying People to, got I'm life trying issues. To, like you, you calling to, out someone's getting a divorce. Was, Someone just lost. I was trying to like, correct it, you know, mid-sentence. But stock market crashed and they just lost all their 401k. Like, hey, what it's, is, on, it's on the up and up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that'll be interesting. And then the next thing I was going to talk about, like forfeits. Man, it, it's a bummer. No one ever wants to see that. But also, you know, that like teams are working their asses off to put a team on the field. Mm. Um, and when we talk about it again, we're just trying to point out, uh, the scores of the week. Yeah. Um, not trying, to, not trying to shit on anybody. Cause we know it's hard getting all those guys on there. Those dudes put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing, like it, it's hard it has to be consistent and just trying to put a team out there, not even a team to win, but just to get guys to get out there and compete. Like just, you know, when I was just thinking about it too. These were back-to-back weekends that were going to be probably pretty hard on teams to begin with. This last weekend, you know, we had Labor Day weekend. Right. So a lot of people are busy with family stuff. This weekend, realistically, a lot of people not from Iowa City and Ames or, like, students and stuff go to the Iowa-Iowa State game. Yeah. So some people probably were planning on doing this beforehand. Yeah. It, the whole thing, it's just – it's a tough, yeah. tough situation. And you just – 
I don't know. You want to find ways to support other clubs and you want to just see rugby being played. So um, good luck to those teams that, you know, sometimes there's a bump in the road and then you make a new plan. And that takes me into the D, the division four. So I did see on Facebook, didn't see the result. Iowa Falls had a buy for their D four schedule, but they went to river city to play in a friendly. That's cool. That's really cool. River city is one of those teams that could have been like, ah, we had to forfeit some matches for some reason. I, the whole I don't understand why they're not in the D four league right now. It kind of makes me mad. Um, this is a mad, little confusing. Yeah, mad for Mark Blong that that didn't happen. So they had to take a step back. They regrouped. They did the Interest City Sevens. They had great success. They easily could have rolled over and been like, "Well, we tried. That's it." No, Mark Blong, a bunch of other guys, they got together. They figured something out. Now they're playing a friendly against Iowa Falls. They're keeping people engaged. They're rolling on that momentum. Again, they could have been like, oh, no league schedule. Well, we're not going to try to schedule stuff. Nope, they're they're making stuff happen. So um, good for them for making it happen because, again, they saw forfeits last year, but they came up with a plan, and they're putting the team on the field. So, again, don't know the outcome. Again, it was a friendly, so probably nothing crazy. Um, not like you're going to make a big post about it, but – I'm just glad to see that yeah. they are playing. Iowa Falls is playing. Those are two teams. They, you know, numbers aren't consistent every single week. So good for them. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned though, uh, with River City and like the inner city sevens, like you I didn't laugh. I didn't say it was funny. Yeah, you did. Didn't I say it was interesting? We're going to play it back and I have to figure that out. Oh, my God. No, you said said it's funny you mentioned. Oh, did I? Yeah. I don't know. My brain's not working. Because immediately in my brain, I'm like, well, you didn't laugh. And I was like, (laughs) I can't wait to yell that. And then you immediately fight it. By the way. My brain was was thinking I said interesting. I don't know why. Okay, full stop. Full stop. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But for some reason, I thought. Everything with Tampa Bay is going south. I bet money line Dallas. That was a bad move because they're playing in Dallas. It's so. 12 to 3, third quarter. Leonard Fournette is just running at will. Tom Brady dropping dimes. I hate the Cowboys even more. Why would I ever <laughs> make that bet? I saw some people on Twitter saying, like, hey, Cowboys are the dog, but they they they're gonna do great. They do they suck. Dude, I'm a Cowboys fan and I did not think this game was going to go very well. I knew it wasn't going to go well. Hey, you know what? I bet Bears money line and the Bears are back. Yeah, we'll see. Right now, you can't take that away from me. Packers 0-1, Bears 1-0. Hey, Packer fans, you guys suck. Today is my day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um, what was funny? Well, so you mentioned Inner City 7s. So I'm really curious to see what Intra. Intra? Yeah, it was oh, Intra. Like inner. I always thought intermation would make more sense, but whatever. Intra city, intra city sevens. Yeah, I'm really curious to see if they're going to be doing that in the summer, or if that's going to be a spring thing for them, or if they're going to be doing anything for 15s and stuff in the spring. I'm really curious to see what River City is planning on doing going forward, as long as they didn't have a fall season. Mm-hmm. Should try to pick Mark's brain on that sometime. Yeah, I'd love to have him back on just to see how what the momentum has been like. That'd be cool to give him a call yeah. or get him in person and just kind of see. I saw he's on vacation right now. Yeah, him like, and Paul, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Looks like they're having some fun. So, yeah, no, it's, again, that's one of those things about be creative. They're doing mm-hmm. it. And yeah. I'd love to see how it's, you know, progressing. So then 
Now we move into the college side of things. Like we said, a lot of colleges haven't started league play. For example, University of Northern Iowa, they start their Midwest women's conference play next week. They have a, actually, they're like conference preseason tournament where they all, every team in the conference gets together. They play like 20-minute halves. They do a little round-robin thing. So they, it doesn't count towards anything. It's like a festival-style tournament as a preseason tournament of all the people you're going to play later. That's kind of cool. It is cool. It gets everybody together. They're in this positive environment, and they just play short little matches. They try different lineups, and everyone's like, hey. And uh, Megan, when I had her on a couple months ago, she was just like, everybody loved it. And they're going to rotate. Everybody gets to host who wants to host. Uh, Every year, they're going to change it. Ah, that's cool. So this week, though, to prep for that, University of Northern Iowa went to Chicago they played before the Chicago Lions women's team played against Notre Dame College. The one not, out of Ohio? Right? Yeah, not yeah, the okay. Irish. Mm. Yep, the that varsity women's program. Great program. They finished third the last nation, year. Yeah. Yep. So that's it's a program that you and I wants to be on their level. It's a program you and I wants to stack up and beat. Uh, Notre Dame College won 57 to 17. So one of those things, you know, like I said, not the outcome they wanted, but here's the thing. You and I women, they were in the national title picture last year. Yeah. They weren't content just making it to the championship game. They want more. And the way they want more is, okay, we're going to keep competing. Because I think in the tournament, Life University, their B side, their JV side, competed in the NCR. So life's JV side, and that just tells you kind of like the landscape of rugby. Life has so much talent that their A side competed for a national title in the top division. Their JV B side won the national title in a different division. That is insane. That's like just a stupid amount of riches. You know what I mean? Like one of them was, I think, USA Rugby, and the other was NCR. And then they won the NCR one. Um I think life's B-side beat Notre Dame on the one side of the bracket. You and I won the other side. And that's why you and I and Notre Dame College didn't face each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you and I knows that if they want to be a national championship, this is a team they have to beat. They want to see them early. Megan can go back to the drawing board. Uh, they tested themselves. And they played in front of the Chicago Lions. Some of the girls can get looked at for a D1 uh, you know, senior side after they're done. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, I think it's good for him. Obviously, again, yeah. that's a you lose by forty, not what you want, but again, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, and it's only going to make you better. Playing against better competition makes you better. Iron sharpens iron, and then also, yeah, like kind of like we talked about with Iowa Central and uh, Iowa State when they played, mm. doesn't hurt you. Yeah, college, you win your conference, you go to nationals, and that's kind of like what Iowa Central used to do too, like when they'd play Linwood all the time. Nope. They still do. Arkansas State, yeah. Life. I mean, you you put these high-level programs. Because the thing is, like, how are you going to say, like, I want to be the best, but you never sit at that table? Yeah. Right? So that's what you and I, women, that's what they do. Hey, we want to be in the conversation. Well, we better be in the room. They show up, you know. So now they know what to do moving forward. Uh, Iowa State women, they had a scrimmage, inter-squad scrimmage. Uh, saw that. It looked like fun. So they're getting ready. Uh, again, they're in the same conference as you and I. University of Iowa women, I didn't see anything. I think they're just still yeah. prepping for their start of 
conference play. Yes, I didn't. I felt like I didn't see anything on Facebook, but yeah. you know, They're social in, media. Yeah, come on, guys, post your stuff. Yeah. Let us know what you're doing all the time. Now, here's <laughs> a big one. This one's important. I think we should. You know what? I'm throwing a curveball. Pull up that uh, that text message. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something wild here. Ooh, yeah. What's that gonna be? I'm curious now. This is the big college match of the week. And Iowa State men went to the University of Iowa. So that's something. We were supposed to have Daly and Ant on. We forgot. I know. I Shoot. remember talking about that, but it's hard I, to do right now. It is hard to do with what we're doing. Uh, but Iowa State traveled to the University of Iowa. That's something cool they always do is when the football game happens. They play on Friday night. Uh, Phil and I both, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to speak for you. We thought that was going to be a really tight match. We thought those programs were in very similar spots. Sounds like um, Iowa was a little banged up after that match against Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for Iowa State, you know, we just have to give them this. The Iowa State Cyclones defeat the Iowa Hawkeyes 58-5. to That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. So I thought I'd give them their song. Yeah, I was just waiting to see how long you played it for. <laughs> you want me to turn it off? No, it's kind of nice. Is it? <laughs> I'm Not over really. it. I don't yeah, know. I'm over it. Was... So, <clears throat> reach out to Amp Frying. Here's what Ant Fryan had to say. Uh, I asked him, you know, who are some people that really stood out in the match? Because, you know, when you have a match like that, it, it seems like they, they pulled away early and they just, they kept, oh, shoot, they kept control the whole time. Uh, so when I asked him, you know, who are some people that you want to really point out? Uh, the whole pack. We were about 17 deep in the pack and the 13 that stepped on the field Friday killed it. It's huge to be able to keep throwing big mobile guys out there that are fresh for 80 minutes. Alex Geisert had a huge game from the prop position. I mean, obviously, if you're going to have somebody ball out, it's going to be a prop. Naturally. I mean, sure. Okay, <laughs> mis- <we> <laughs> Mr. Hooker. Okay. Uh, so, formerly, uh, Mr. Geisert, he was a lock, and he was all-conference last year. So, with the loss of Brandon Carnes, uh, they needed someone to fill that position. So, they take a lock. They move him to prop. Huh, that's and interesting. now he's an 80-minute prop. Uh, he was a beast in the ruck game and scored twice. Nice. And uh, basically, Iowa State, they played the field position game all game. Defense did not allow many breaks and generated pressure all game. Short fields and Matt Brotherton's endless bag of tricks he's installed in the lineout really sealed it. Uh, Ant's happy with where the defense is at in this point in the season. Scored 10 total tries, and they were basically every 5 to 10 minutes, so it was consistent field position and execution. So basically... Sounds like a very methodical Ant Frying style game plan where, you know, apply the pressure on defense, create a short field, and then play your style of offense. I mean, that's the thing. If you have a short field, like, I, I mean, obviously this is just basic rugby, hmm. you know, be tough on defense, create a turnover, short field. Ball possession. Ball yeah. possession. And then, yeah, pin them deep, make them work for it. Mistakes happen. You don't have to go very far. That's why I think sometimes, too, in the NFL, you know, time of possession is huge. Whereas in rugby, 
field position is way more yeah. important. If you can pin someone deep, it is so much harder to work down the field. Yeah. And working know? out those set pieces. I really like how we mentioned set pieces. Yeah. We've been talking about that a lot lately. Joe Lippert said it where MLR teams and high-level teams, they are looking for guys to win every ruck and every set piece. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a prop or a, a lock who can move in space. That's great. That's like that extra. That's a bonus. Yeah. But if you suck in the breakdown, you suck in the scrums, and you suck in the lineouts, or maybe not even suck, but you're like average. Average, maybe slightly below average. I don't know. You know, there, there's other guys. If you can win that ball, you know, your, your team's going to have the advantage. Yeah. And that's kind of more of like we're looking more and more into that. So hats off to Iowa State. Congratulations to Ant Fryne and his team. I, I know he puts a lot of work into it. I know Tyler Daly, that's not the result he wants. I know he's putting also a lot of work into it. Um, I definitely think they missed Nick May, yeah. uh, who plays for the Ducks now. Uh, but it, it's tough, and it's like I feel for Daly because like he is obviously trying hard, and they obviously had some injuries and maybe a setback or two, you know, on that end. But I'm yeah. also happy for Ant, obviously too. You know, they played a hell of a match, and oh, both sides, Philly yeah, B. I know, <laughs> got to play both sides, so I always come out on top. <laughs> you really are Mac in that episode where yeah. you're like, trying really hard. It's like, good job, Aunt. Uh, Tyler, you did really good too. And I love you both. And I, hope, I love you both. I just want us all to be friends. I hope I, I just wish both teams could win. <laughs> both teams are trying very hard. <laughs> that is most that is my attitude through majority of everything, I feel like. I know it's really help it. It's really funny because like I was watching the Packers and the Vikings play, and as a Bears fan, I'm like, I wish both teams could lose. And then you look at Iowa State and Iowa play in college rugby, and like, I have friends on both teams. I hope they both win. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But all jokes aside, I mean, Iowa gets another chance. Yeah. They come down to Ames. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Uh, Speaking of another team from the heart of America, or – that's what their conference is called, right? Heart of America? Well, that's Iowa and Iowa State's conference is Heart of America. Exactly. And yeah. same with Nebraska. Oh, and Nebraska drove... I see where you're going with that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I missed Bill. it. My bad. <laughs> I, I literally wrote it down this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Heart of America, they kick off, you know, Iowa State and Iowa. Uh, Nebraska, they didn't have a partner at the dance this weekend. Mm. So, they decided to go to Iowa Central, test their medal against a new D1 team, the Iowa Central Community College Tritons. Um, and I mean new as in, like, they have a new conference. Yeah. Um, Iowa Central took care of business 49 to 5. Oof. Yeah. I'm actually – I Nebraska, they're building some stuff. They're, they're getting better. Uh, I just – talking to Chuck, and, you know, he has a lot of guys, you know, good little players – and uh, did you notice that? Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> when I asked Chuck, I'm like, hey, can you name some guys? And he's like, this guy, Rico, good little player. Aiden, he's a good little player. <laughs> I just, I love to, it was just like, I loved how Chuck was like rattling off all these names too. It was just basically naming the entire top 23, which I love. But I mean, that's the thing too. I think that goes to say too with Iowa Central. They're just that deep. They're that good. One guy doesn't take care of it. You know, you look yeah. at some teams and it's just like, oh, man, this guy's our runner. This guy's our passer. This guy, the, the facilitator. This guy makes all the tackles on defense. Well, when you look at, you know, Iowa Central, 
all 23 dudes and even past 23, mm. everybody's fighting for a spot. You know, everybody's trying, everybody contributes. Yeah, that's interesting too, because he had said last week when we had him on that he had only scored like three tries his like last like fall season, which was mind boggling to me. I would have assumed, you know, but he's just like that workhorse guy, knowing his role, doing those positions, just like every other guy on there has, you know, a certain role. Nobody's really like, you know, right. Well, and doing that's everything. And that's kind of, again, we go back to he kills it in set pieces, yeah. you know? And, like, as a coach, he's not – I think a lot of coaches, too, they get really like, ooh, here's a shiny new player. Look how many tries this person scores. Tries are so quick. Mm. Who set that up? How did that come to be? Who created the turnover? Who's there to protect ball? Who's there to maintain that possession? Like, the try, whoever had that, you're just the last one to touch the ball. Yeah. So many people set that up. And, exactly. And I think as a coach, he probably brings that to Iowa Central – um, and then Brent Nelson just going out and recruiting workhorses mm. and guys who are just ready to put in that work for 80 minutes. Um, good to see. I don't see a recap. Did you hear back from them at all yet? I have not yet. No, yeah. But... Well, we need to reach out earlier. I know. We do. <laughs> but no, I, I think just that's a another good, you know, warm up match for Iowa Central. They're now 2 0 against teams from the heart of America. They took down Iowa State. Three and zero overall. So yeah, yeah. Who else did they beat? Marion. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That That was was their first conference match. That That was was a good good one. Match. Yeah. So three and zero overall. Two and zero against Heart of America. One and zero in conference. Um, yeah. Really, really looking forward to what they're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna take a look here real quick. They play next week another Heart of America team, Minnesota. They actually go up to St. Paul. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be a tough match too. Or uh, I think Minnesota will be very similar to Iowa State. Yeah, I the way I look at things right now, I think based off of what we know, I think Iowa State's number one, Minnesota's number two, and then I would put Nebraska number three and Iowa number four in that north of the heart of America. Hmm. Uh, Iowa Central is supposed to play University of Wisconsin Whitewater for their B side match. Yeah. Uh, Whitewater backed out, and then Brent Nelson gave me a call and actually asked if the Wombats wanted to play their B side. But again, we're old. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't really feel like getting my ass kicked by a bunch of 18, 19 year olds. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. We only have so many minutes left in these legs and these bodies. <laughs> and like, I would love to like give them a look and help yeah. out. But then at the same time, it was like, uh, it was last minute. I already told the wife we were going to Pally's to watch the Iowa State game. Yeah. Well, and then we I told her people, too. We told everybody that our match was yeah. forfeited too. So I think yeah. people started making plans. Yeah. And then, yeah, because my wife's like, no rugby this weekend? Sweet. That's awesome. Let's do stuff with kids <laughs> and have fun. Uh, not rugby based. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fair. Because um, then when I put in the group chat too, like, hey guys, who wants to go and go to Fort Dodge and play in a B side match? And everyone's just kind of like, uh, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, like I said, I wish we could give them something, but like, I don't know. What would you say the average age of a wombat is? We do. Uh, we do have a I couple of guys near 24. Yeah. I was going to honestly say like 25, 26, but then when I think about it, it's like me and you were over 30 and so was Ridgeway. And so is Jeremy. DeAndre's 29. Nico's close. Nico's close. He's 29. I think. What's Devin? 
Devin's 31 or 32. And then Randy brings our average up yeah, a Randy's, little bit. <laughs> yeah. Randy's 46, yeah. 45. Um, yeah, so that kind of bumps it up. Yeah. yeah, I think our I mean we're I think we're hovering closer to 30. I don't know. I would I would re- be reluctant to say like 27. I think that would be a good You know one. what? I'm gonna do the math because I actually have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do the math. So we will we will get back to that. And speaking of Iowa State, too, and we mentioned him already, Brandon Carnes, uh, recurring guest on the show. He hasn't been on more than once. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> we've talked about him a lot, though. Yeah, yeah re- recurring character. So he played for Houston's like developmental mm. like preseason team. It's kind of cool what they're doing in Major League Rugby. There's like every team has their own like developmental uh, up and coming squad. So for Houston, it's it's the Rugby HTX. He played 80 minutes, and they defeated the RATL. So I think, like, rat, they're the Atlanta Rattlers. Um, so RATL, that's their developmental side. They won 25-19. Carnes played the full 80, and he got a try. Wow. Awesome. That's, that is awesome for him. Good for him. So shout out to him. I know, and that's, like, the thing we talked about, where it was like, hey, are you going to stay and play in Iowa State? And he's like, no, like Houston has a plan for me. They put him in here. He played 80 minutes and they're basically like, hey, you're our draft pick. Let's see what you got. And that's what like this this league that they're doing with these teams, it's guys that have been drafted, guys that are being added to the team, guys who are like fringe players who need a little more seasoning. Basically see, you know, what's what should we add to our roster? And he had a good showing. Well, that's good. I'm excited to hear that he actually – Got plenty of playing time and actually balled out and played well. It's, yeah, and it's showing he belongs. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited to see you know the next MLR season that hopefully he'll be in that top twenty three lineup for the Houston SaberCats. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. I mean, he's a good little player. Good little player. <laughs> it's gonna be hard not to say that now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, speaking of good little players, I think it's time we move on to our our fun little segments that we do. <laughs> First one I want to do. Uh, obviously, it's the dog of the week. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start. You can start, yeah. Because I teased it earlier. The Des Moines match, Alejandro Munoz. Oh, yeah. I'm giving it to Alejandro. He is a guy. He's a force to be reckoned with. Big man. He played in his first rugby match in a while. I don't even remember the last time he played, so... I know he was a very menacing, I think, like eight man, just a very, yeah, just an athletic big dude. Uh, I do CrossFit with him. Yeah, we did some Wombats for Hire stuff with him, too. We did Wombats for Hire. Yeah. He, he's buying this guy. Yeah, he's bought some properties in the Drake neighborhood, and then he basically makes the houses livable. Uh, we helped him clear out some debris from some houses. But the reason why he's my dog of the week is he – was on that Des Moines roster, like I said, first match in years. And I remember, like, we talked to him at CrossFit. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to play. Like, I go to some practices. Maybe if Des Moines has a home match, maybe I'll show up. We didn't try to recruit him to the Wombats. We just were friends talking about rugby. Like, you going to play again? And he's like, no, well, maybe a home match. Well, they got him. And I saw he was in the lineup. And then I saw when they posted the final score, you could see him flanking. He's a monster, and also he came on as a sub. I don't know when he came on, but Des Moines lost the first half. They won the second half. 
I'd like to think that the reason why the tide changed, not enough to win the whole game, but the reason the tide changed, I'm going to say it's Alejandro. Dude's a monster. I 100% agree with that. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Good. Yeah, because you remember did. I did the one best for hire thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that. I meant as a player. No, I don't, I don't know if I remember ever playing against him at all. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's, once or twice. He's really good. Wow. He had a brother who's really good, too. Hmm. Yeah. Who's your dog of the week? Been sitting on this one, thinking about it all day. I think I'm going to have to give it to Javi Sanchez. I know you're going to say another Wombat. Three for three. I know. I'll, I'll find somebody to give it to next week. I know. You need to do a little more research. Reach out a little <laughs> bit more. But honestly, we were talking a little bit earlier. Uh, this might be a good reason. This this could be a really good dog of the week. This is a pretty interesting move on Javi's part. And especially, too, because we said the dog of the week isn't just for guys who ball out. It, it could be for any reason to, to be a dog. And I think this one's fascinating. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog you on picking a wombat because this story needs to be told. Because if you know Javi, this is just wild. Uh, this is this is an interesting move on his part. Pretty ballsy. So Saturday, obviously, our match got forfeited uh, with Clinton. Uh, we decided to go watch the Iowa State game at Pally's. That's our home bar. Yep. And, you know, we put out in the group chat, like, hey, you know, we're going to go to Pally's, watch the game, have some beers, do some stuff. We still want to get the boys together. Got to get the boys together. Yeah. And Javi Pony's like, yeah, he's like, I'll be there. So, okay, cool, yeah. Like, got some guys going now. And we get there, and Javi's there, and he's got a big old mug of bush light, and, you know, he knows what's up. We always like to get the big 32-ounce mugs when we go there. And he is 21. He is 21. Yep. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just told work, like, you're – Basically, like, called in sick. It was something along those lines where it's like, I'm just not going to work or whatever. Yeah, like, like, how do you basically call in sick? Yeah. Yeah, I told him I'm not coming. Yeah, it's like, okay. And we're all sitting there and having some beers. And all of a sudden, you know, like, 15, 20 minutes into the game, I was like, how he just stops? He's like, I got to go to work. Like, I thought you called in. He's like, no, nobody could cover my shift for me. I got to go to work. Damn, Javi, you just decided to pull the trigger and just go to Pally's and not have anybody cover for you? So that was pretty ballsy. I I think he was anticipating that working out, and <laughs> it didn't work. That's a dog move right there. Like, that's that's uh, where, you know, he said he needed to, like, learn how to be an adult and take some time <laughs> away from the podcast so he could figure things out. I think he might have had a little learning lesson, a little life lesson there. <laughs> uh, it's the Iowa State weekend. And to just tell your work, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not coming in. And you didn't find a replacement or, like, a, a plan. And then they just basically were like, dude, you need to be here. And he was just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nobody can cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, though, too, maybe my co- like possible co-dog being Victor. You did co-dog last week, too. I know. This, and this is what I thought of, too. This is like putting two hot dogs on one hot dog bun. I know, but it's just really funny to call Victor out on saying he was coming to Pally's and it took him like over an hour to show up. He's like, I'm on my way. He didn't show up for at least an hour. That son of a bitch. I was so upset. So you are basically, <laughs> you have two dirty dogs of the week. Like <laughs> these, they, dogs. they dogged them dirty. <laughs> two dogs <laughs> in a bun. <laughs> no, I'm still thinking of Bobby too, because so I was running late because I'm a father of two. Oh yeah. I remember. <laughs> I told everybody that you weren't probably coming. Yeah, no, that was when you said that you were like coming and then you weren't there yet. I'm like, ah, he's not coming. No way. No, the game, like literally, we were like feeding Kobe 
And I was like, oh, man, we got to get going soon. I look, I'm like, it's 2.57. Like, the game starts at 3. <laughs> and Kobe was freaking out. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't want to take him there because he's just, he's on one. And then he kind of calmed down. We're like, you know what? Let's do it. And he did pretty well. Yeah. He did pretty well. He just was very active. And I was just like, oh, man. He was funny. He, was, he seemed pretty happy when he was there. Oh, he was pretty so smiling. happy. Yeah. When we were at home before, like, he was well tantrum. But then he got got some food in his belly. He was good to go. Um, maybe that's my co-dog of the week. My <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> 20-month-old son just balling out at uh, Pally's. <laughs> <laughs> he was running the roost. Showing everybody's book. Oh, dude, we read the picture book so many times. <laughs> Cat. <laughs> but those are our dogs of the week. I have so much fun with that. Good. You should. I love it. I, I, love, love, I love it too. Yeah, barking's just fun. It is fun. Like, I've been known to bark at people. I know. I remember. <laughs> we'll save that story for another time. That'll be another. Yeah, yeah. The, I have two barking stories, but oh. we'll save them. One at Wayne State and one in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. I, say, I remember the Wisconsin one. Yeah, Rotor has video of it. <laughs> we can play the audio on here. Yeah, Rotor has the video of me Ooh, and that guy. We should get that from That dude was from Detroit. Oh, yeah. B-Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... we'll <laughs> so our next segment, Philly V's top five oh, of the week, yeah. sponsored by nobody yet. So if you want to sponsor this, let us know, and we'll we'll work something out. It'd be pretty cool because this is a good segment. And then we also we put it online too. We have extra little posts. Yeah. Also, too, fun fact, little pitch here: if you give ten dollars to Facebook to promote your company or your business or whatever it is you do. $10 on Facebook will get you around 300 views. If you give us $10, our reach of our post can get between 500 to 2,000 views. So just throwing that out there. You can give $10 to us for a post, multiple posts, and we can get you close to 2,000 views, or you can give it straight to Facebook for 300 views. Just saying. Yeah. Pretty good deal. That's my pitch. Hmm. We're asking for $10 a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, Billy V's top five of the week. This week, I threw a tough one at you. Jer- I didn't even tell you what Jeremy Newman came up with. Y- you would have died. Who cares what Jeremy came up with? Top five tries from the world or from the sevens this past weekend oh, that would have been tough yeah you would have had to have watched it. <laughs> all of it too so i told yeah. jeremy i'm like oh that would be really cool but then phil would have to watch the entire tournament <laughs> yeah so instead i decided to give you this one top five rugby jerseys yeah and that could be from high school college men's women's senior side clubs international professional yeah, no, I I've been looking at some jerseys and stuff, and like just thinking back to some matches and stuff, and who had some that really like stood out to me. I usually like stuff that's really like simplistic, you know, like yeah, you know, like yeah, all yeah. blacks and stuff like that. You know, it's just nice and plain. Is that a spoiler cool. for one of yours? No, maybe? it's not. But is the all blacks on the top five? It's not. I know. Whoa! I didn't want to be that guy, so because I feel like when I brought this up to you, I'm like, oh, top five. In my brain, I'm like, all blacks has to be number one, but that is such a chalk pick that's such an easy yeah. like that's such a basic like 
like I said, like I like uniforms that are simplistic. <clears throat> uh-huh. Like I think that's that, to me is cool, but it is also cool to see some like other ones that are maybe be considered a little bit flashy. Well, and the all blacks always get like all blacks, like oh, yeah. like they always get the rub. Everyone's always like talking about their jerseys. So greatest, like you know, it's not really a franchise team, I guess, or greatest maybe? national national team, team yeah. like ever. Yeah. Also Most successful. Do you know, dude? They're in. They are making history right now for like some of the worst performances they've had. Argentina beat them at home. Yeah, like that's, that's tough. Like, yeah. Stuff that's never happened before is happening in New Zealand, well, dude. They're freaking out. I know. Well, their win percentage is like eighty nine percent or something crazy. Like of all matches they've ever played in their history of yeah. their team, it's like one eighty nine percent of them. And like in the past two three years, their win percentage is not. 89%. Yeah. Like they're, it's weird. They're, they're getting hit in the mouth and beat at home. I think they lost, I think, two or three matches at home. They lost to Ireland first time ever in New Zealand. And then I'm assuming that that's the first time they've ever yeah. lost yeah. in New Zealand to Argentina. And those were back to back. Yeah. Or maybe there was one match in between there. But yeah, historically low. So all blacks, great jersey. Today's not your day. Yeah. But I was looking through some. I would say number five. Would be Nola Gold's little uh, Mardi Gras featured one. Ooh. You take a look at those. Yep. So it's like got the it's square patches. Square patches, yeah. And it's like uh, it's like a weird like purple and like green mixed in there and some gold. Some gold. Yeah. It's and, it's a funky looking jersey, but it's really cool. And I like the theme for it. I like too. They're celebrating the city. They're celebrating Mardi Gras. Catches your eye. Yeah. Like it, it is really well done. I think it captures like who they are. And then it gets the community involved too because you see that and you're like, whoa, what is that? It's way better than like the New Orleans Pelicans. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the basketball team down there. Pelicans has a stupid that's so stupid. The jerseys <laughs> yeah. the the Nola gold, like you call yourselves Nola, and then you have this Mardi Gras themed jersey. jersey. Yeah, it's cool. I love it. I would say number four, also uh, another MLR team, uh Seattle Seawolves. Ooh. But they're uh so like obviously their colors, they kind of mirror it off of, you know. Seattle Seahawks and uh, what's their soccer team? Is it the Supersonics? That's a basketball team, not Supersonics. No, they do have a maybe it's the Sonics. I can't quite remember. They have a soccer team, a professional soccer team. They're oh these same God. colors. Supersonics. That's the basketball team they're trying know. to bring back. Oh my! Not God. a big basketball guy. Okay. Oh my god, it's the Sounders. It? Sounders. I knew it started with an S. Yeah. But basically, yeah, they do the, the green. The green, the blue, and then the jerseys are really cool because they have that famous Seattle skyline there. The yeah. space needle and stuff yep. is like intertwined into the jersey. It's kind of like faded in there. That's fucking cool. Ray Allen, man, Sean Kemp, the Supersonics, oh, the basketball yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. They became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I'm not a basketball guy, okay? Or a soccer guy. Yeah, or a soccer guy. <laughs> but no, I, I like that. Because I was gonna say too, when you when you told me you're like Sea Wolves, and I'm like, they have so many jerseys. I know. Well, Same. a lot of a lot of the MLR teams have a ton of different yeah. kits. I like the skyline because it is unique where, you know, when I think of all the different teams I've been a part of and we've ordered jerseys, you go to whatever rugby maker website. Mm-hmm rugby kit maker website you go to and it's like here's all the preset you know color one color two color three Mm. they tell you where the patches go they tell you okay this is the outline like they're so basic everyone has the same designs you put the skyline of seattle well guess what no one else has that yeah there's no other seattle teams i mean there's clubs there but i mean yeah that's that's awesome to have something so unique to you whereas it's like 
for us, it's like, oh, what are you going to do? Stripes, squares, up and down, just a solid color. Mm. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I would love for, like, the Wombats someday to do, like, a... Like a Des Moines Metro Skyline deal? Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. interesting. Or just something different. I know I talked to Casey Hansen about the Iowa um, High School Selects. Mm. They talked about how they had Iowa on the chest. And everyone's yeah. like, Iowa. And we talked about, like corn stalks coming up from the belly up to the chest and then says iowa cross but it's just like a cornfield on the belly up to the chest with like very prominent corn that'd be cool that'd be really cool and it's unique it's different and so like seattle the space needle is their corn stock yeah and now at this point we should put in have you seen that tiktok of the kid with corn (laughs) it's corn it's corn (laughs) i love that it's got the juice It's knobs. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's what's in the front of my brain right now. I know, I've seen the video. It's, it's corn. <laughs> okay, let's move on to number three. Uh, I was going to say, as you were just talking about Ireland and New Zealand, I was going to say Ireland, but not their new kits. I'm not really a huge fan of like the new ones they have out, but okay. the more classic, just the real plain green, um, white collar, just kind of like classy, but it's modern too because it's not like the real old school baggy ones. It's... Okay, you know, so yeah. it's all green with white collar, and then it has yeah. the Ireland crest, crest on the yeah. chest. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really like I that. Like I have the, one of the jerseys at home, too. It's a simple, it's a clean, yeah, yeah it's a fun beer drinking jersey. It is, yeah. And again, <laughs> like just a simplistic idea of it, you know. And it looks like a polo. Kind of, yeah. Like, I mean, it's one of those things, too, like, again, when we were in college and you collect rugby jerseys, or like you get those ones, and you're like, I could wear this to class. I could wear this to the bar. It's not the skin tight, you know, mm. whatever. What what material is our jersey made out of? Like, oh, God. Like polyester? Polyester. Like a stretchy. It's, it's not like. But uh, they're skin tight where yeah. those polos, it lets you breathe a little bit. And you're like, okay, it's tight. makes my arms look good. I mean, in college when I was skinnier, mm-hmm. um, it's probably a little tighter on the belly now. Yeah. But, you know, you could wear that and it's like, oh, nice polo. And it's like, well, it's actually a jersey. I mean, when you wear a football yeah. jersey. People know, like, oh, look at this dork wearing another man's name on his back. Dude, like, speaking of jerseys, too. Like, I had a that's the whole point of this. We're yeah, speaking of jerseys, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I have like I had to reorganize my closet a little bit, and I have a shit ton of jerseys. Like, and it's a lot of you and I ones. Alumni weekend, yeah. Take them next year. Well, I kind of want to get all of them framed because they're all number twos. Because I've gotten them from alumni weekend. Oh, Oxley. <laughs> which speaking of. Number two and my number two pick. Ooh, yeah. That was good. You and I's uh, CRC kits. Okay. Oh, my God. Explain those. They are the uh, purple ones. They kind of look – it's not exactly like a – not a tiger stripe, but they got these weird – how would you describe it? They got, like, yellow trim on them. They're a nice purple, like a sleek purple. And they have almost – it almost kind of looks like a tiger stripe design in them. You have to look at them. It's kind of hard to tell, but keep keep explaining. Keep talking. Yeah, about nope. Yep, just went so past it. so yeah, they're all purple. Yep. So you got purple shorts, purple jersey, and then on the shoulders up top, it's like these gold or yellow tiger strip, panther yeah. stripes, panther like claw, claw marks. Yeah, and then ah, little, the claw marks on the jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. And then do they have any like transparent like? Yeah, anything the one, on the body. It does. I mean, it, you had to find a little bit closer. Does it? It's, have... it's like almost like a darker shade of like the purple, almost. Gotcha. Well, because I know they had those black jerseys that I really like I that have those. the stripes, and in the black. Jer- oh, 
Okay, yeah. the black jerseys, they have like a forest in the background because born in the woods. Yeah. But yeah, so these, they're Akuma. And so they have like dark slanted, uh, darker purple stripes. I absolutely love them. Like it has such a cool design. And I'm trying to get a pair of the shorts from Zeus. Nice. <laughs> but again, you can tell he's hard to work with. <laughs> Terribly. If I wrote a report card from him, it would say in the there's a employability rubric that we use in Des Moines Public Schools. <laughs> and for the the rubric section, uh, working with peers, I would circle a one out of four. Does not work well with others. Can be difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, get us some shorts, bro. Yeah, come on. And I. Yeah. Come on, bro. And then, you know what? Let's go to that number one spot. That's what Ludacris would say. Because my So my number one and my number two spots are extremely biased. Hold on. Dak Prescott, did he just break his hand? Again? Sweet. That's his throwing hand. That's not Dak in there anymore. Mm, great. Mm, mm. Uh, cool. I just threw away money. What? I'm never <laughs> betting on the Cowboys again unless it's to lose. Look at that trainer. He's got an old cowboy hat. He's like, it's not Jerry Jones. <laughs> no, Jerry Jones doesn't go on the sideline and tug on fingers. <laughs> oh, who's that guy with the red hair? Who's that? Who's their backup? I don't even know. Oh, is it Connor Rush? Cooper Rush? Oh, Cooper Rush. Yeah. Cooper Rush. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. And I hate that you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, number one. Number one. Like, again, extremely biased, but I love our Wombats ones. I thought you did a great job designing them. I thought you kind of copied Toronto arrows a little bit, but apparently you based it off Argentina. So, but the stripes and everything, the color scheme is just, it's so fucking I love it. Oh, uh, you just, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. You did do a good job on them, though. I thought they were really cool. Like, thanks, man. And, you know, so like I've been seeing obviously some of the guys wearing white shorts with the jerseys. And it looks so cool. Yeah. I ordered a pair of white shorts. I got them in the Canterbury ones, but they are, I must have screwed up somewhere because they sent me the one with the material where it's like really tight on the sides. Ah, they're going to rip. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to wear them. I can like barely bend my legs in them. So I'm sending them back. And I'm really mad about it. I'm going to like order a pair of Canterbury's like that, but they're going to be like 5X. Because I want to order a different brand. Some, every single, totally different. Every time we get in a scrum, even though they have the stretchy uh, part in the crotch, when I squat down, the front part, like it's like my mobility. I, I feel like I'm pretty mobile for a big guy. And mm-hmm. like I have good flexibility because I CrossFit and we do yoga and yeah. we do a lot of stretching and I, I do stretch. But like, because also like when you're scrumming down, you want to get low. Yeah. My shorts restrict me more than my body. It like, because and like, if you ever see, I pull my shorts like all the way up here to where the bit looks like underwear, like whitey mm-hmm. tighties, because I'm like pulling them up so high. Um, and that's because like it, there's just no give in yeah. the crotch. That's why I've been wearing my you and I ones, the ones that we got, you know, oh, with, yeah. with the stitch, like yeah. uh, um, crest on there. It, yeah. They just, those Canterbury shorts, so much better. They're flexible material. Like, they're comfortable. Well, like, and that's I what such... I don't get. Why did they change it? These, those are those are over, those are like 10 years old. Yeah. I These know. new ones. Well, last... they don't stitch the crest in them anymore. They, like, like press them on. And oh. then shit just falls apart after a while. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not happy with World Rugby Shop and our Wombats shorts on the black. Yeah. Because they just. are falling apart. Yeah. They, they just, like, put a sticker on there. And then you wash your 
shorts like, after three times and they start fading away. Yeah. It's so, annoying. World Rugby Shop, they don't listen. And we do, don't. Did like, I tell you when we I was... have our team shop on there? Overpriced, shitty quality, mm. uh, like not the happiest. Did I tell you that I ran into one of their reps in Nashville and he was like giving me some stuff? And I was bitching about the shorts the entire time. Yeah, you should have been like, look at my thigh. What yeah, the fuck I literally this, showed bro? him that. I'm like, I have a pair of you and I, like college shorts that are still holding up like to this day. And, yeah. you know, they're about 10 years old. These are like a few months old and they're falling apart. Like, what what the hell he is say? this? He's like, guys, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know tell you, bro. he's like, we've with something we got to consider, you know, like maybe need to work on some things. He's just like, okay. <laughs> what a, sure you will. <laughs> what a terrible, like. Like what? Do you get PR training? Like, oh, we tried our best, and you know, it's out of my hands. Uh, we're working to develop a new. He doesn't know. He's just. Man. I hate him. Let's get back to talking about how good I designed that jersey, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I just. <laughs> I'll say too. Okay, so talking about that, like our first jerseys, it was teal and it faded to black, but I didn't like how it didn't fade hard enough to black, mm. and I feel like it just made the bottom half look like like a dirty green. Um, it didn't fade as much. And then we tucked the jerseys in, so you can't even see the black at the bottom. Yeah, I wanted more of an intense, because we wear black shorts. So then I got the idea. I was watching Argentina play rugby, and I'm like, I kind of like that. And then I wanted to be like, okay, they just do white in North Carolina blue stripes. Yeah. I'm like, well, what if we add a little yellow and a little black? And then we put our logo on the chest, or on the belly, like it's just that beer mug guy. Mm. Love it. And then I'm like, you know what? We got that old school Wombat Heisman logo. Throw that on a sleeve. Throw the Iowa Rugby Union on a sleeve. Why not? Like, we have yeah. space. Um, and then a sponsor on the back. Like, I just, I don't know. That was a really fun one to, to design. And I know I was, like, shitting earlier. Like, oh, there's only so many things you can do. Um, even though horizontal stripes aren't anything new. They look cool, though. It looks clean. Yeah, I love the horizontal stripes. I think that's a really cool look for rugby jerseys in general. Yeah. I was talking to Juju, too, so he's in charge of the jerseys. And the white, <clears throat> I was scared to do white because, like, mud, stains, yeah, yeah. blood. Uh, when the season gets closer to the end, we're going to take those and get them professionally cleaned. Ooh, that's a good idea. Go to the dry cleaners and be like, hey, clean these. It's hmm. not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, to give them that pop. Because, man, the first few times we wore those, they looked so good. And then yeah. we had some muddy matches, and it's like, ugh. I still think they look pretty good. No, they look great. Yeah. Phil, I think that was a great top five. Thanks. Honorable I mean, mention, though? Uh, Obviously, like, again, Simplicity. I like the All Blacks jerseys. Uh, I also really loved, when I was in college, our, you and I, like, All Black jerseys, the Martin Brothers sponsored ones. <laughs> I designed I, that I one, was, too! Yeah, it was just so simple. Like, yeah. I have the number two at home. Like, I love those jerseys. My favorite you and I jersey was the purple ones that had the same exact uh, design. It's oh, just the, instead the of The Canterbury black, ones. Yeah, yeah instead yeah. of black, it was purple with a yellow, like... I think I have the ton number ones. two for that one, too. Yeah. I love that just because that was my first one that I ever yeah. wore. And it was just, it was very clean. There's no sponsors on it. You know who also has, there are two Minnesota teams that have some really cool jerseys, but they're a little more, uh, like, they stand out. Like, I don't want to say flamboyant because that's not the right word for it. But, like, Jazz Pigs has some really cool jerseys. Yeah. I really like those. And Metro's got some really cool jerseys, too. I would also say for men's clubs, Oshkosh, which is kind of Oh, fun. yeah, yeah. They look like yeah. a PBR can almost. Yeah. Like that's what their colors are kind of like, and they have a lot of action going on there. College, Dartmouth is one of my favorite. 
Mm, it's okay. just it's very simple and some people might be turned off by it because it's just it's green yeah and there's a big white d for dartmouth mm. and it's in that block college font i told kurt flood when i was helping him at dowling dude you need to get white or maroon jerseys and then just put a big d on the chest for dowling, for dowling. yeah um he didn't do it but i was like god that'd be so cool or like for valley what if you did white or black and then a big orange v that would look sick. Would it's cool. simple and it takes up the whole body. And uh, we lost this bet. <laughs> Fuck the Cowboys. Uh, Hate them. Um, yeah. Well, hey, good job, man. Thanks. That was really well done. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Hmm. And it's funny, too. We thought, ah, no interview this week. We're going to be running short. Still hit an hour and a half. Yeah, naturally. It's just fun to hang out and talk to you. Phil. I know. I love talking to you too, Mr. Gray. How's your life going? It's good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, After this, it's actually not good. It's bad. Well, I better get you home so you can go home and get a spanking. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, reason why, too, we picked the B-Side Boys as a name is because uh, we know this isn't like the top <laughs> level of media we are doing our best we're having some fun uh, again we don't you know we don't have correspondence at the game if you want a story shared or if you have a score or you want to promote your team you want to tell people how cool or something kick-ass you're doing let us know yeah please we, do we want to share those stories again we say b-side jokingly because it's like yeah we're this is not the best podcast and <laughs> and there was yeah. a lot of funny rugby podcast names that were already taken about not being good at podcasting, but we are very aware, but we also want to have a fun, the B side is some of the most fun rugby I've ever played. Oh yeah. Right. So that's kind of with this too. We hope you're having fun. Thank you for listening. If you want to be a sponsor, give us 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, that's not a joke. No, not <laughs> at all. But yeah. Definitely. Uh, anything that's happening, hit us up, send us some stuff. Cause we don't want to just talk about our team all the time. We want to, you know, talk about other teams. The Javi story was funny, though. <laughs> oh, Javi. <laughs> you got to so, love him. Last thing I'll say, if you're ever going to call into work, make sure you got a replacement. <laughs> Phil. Lee V. Philly V. How you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good 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 you.